0: Now, hey guys, welcome to the canal call. I'm joined by Shiv from all the way from India. Yeah. And uh, uh, Aditya, a good friend, he's busy right now. So he will be joining later. So, uh, Shiv, uh, I know you're a United fan. Just explain to me how did yeah. you feel? Hey you guys, know? welcome to the Kunaar call. I'm joined by Shiv from all the way from India. I think your audio is on, yeah. Shiv. And. Uh, uh aditya a good friend he's busy right now so he will be joining uh, uh i know you're a united fan just explain to me how do yeah. you feel hey guys what's the call i'm joanashir yeah it was sorry guys some technical difficulties but hang around Unmute yourself, bro. Unmute yourself. Yeah, now it's
1: fine.
0: Now it's fine, yeah? So we'll do one thing. We'll start with the first question. Okay. So okay. United 6-1 okay. to Tottenham. How did you feel about that? I mean, it was Unmute yourself, was bro. Unmute yourself. Okay. Now it's fine. Now it's
1: fine, yeah? Now so we'll okay. do one thing. We'll, we'll start
0: with the first question. Okay. Where's this noise coming from, bro? Shiv, Shiv, once again, yeah. Just Please. exit the link and enter Please. the link again. So thing. So sorry, guys. Some technical difficulties going on, but we don't talk about United in more in particular uh, regarding the fact that they lost six-one to Tottenham. I think it was one of the most shocking I ever seen from United uh, team, we never expected it to be 6-1 but it, that just shows that this team needs a complete revamp of players. This team is going through so much of nonsense above and it has to be corrected otherwise this club will completely vanish from even winning any title. It was humiliating one thing losing 6-1 but to see that the players didn't even fight didn't fight paul pogba who's on an international duty right now with france says that he he wants to go to madrid and play real madrid every single time this man in an international break speaks about madrid if you really want to stay at united you would say you know what i don't give a damn about madrid i will go and play for united for man united and i will give everything i have but what happens again the same nonsense with this guy again the same bullshit. all the freaking time this guy is not I don't think he's going to be at the club next year. I don't want him at the club if you're going to speak about Madrid. And you're not a professional. You're not a professional at all. Not just about him. That he was very bad in the game. And it showed that because of the COVID-19 situation, there is there is he was COVID-19 positive. So there is a problem with him uh, health-wise. But I want to talk about the defending. Mr. Luke Shaw, Mr. Harry Maguire, Mr. Wan-Bissaka all trash. he was not at fault for many of the goals. He, sh- he could have done something but ma- majorly the mistakes were done by Harry Maguire. Let's go to the midfield. Pogba, Bruno, Matic, you know. it's So, join by Shiv again. So, all good now?
1: All good.
0: Yeah. So Shiv, uh, talk to me about United. I was just speaking before you came about the game. What do you feel about that? Yeah, I think
1: just like our stream, I mean just like this year, just like this entire time, it's been we've had these uh, we've had a few difficulties and United has just been shocking. I mean, uh, when the season started, it seemed a little bit shaky. The first match we lost, and then even even against Brighton, we got we got really lucky to win. But uh, I think against Spurs, a lot of things went wrong. But I don't know if you saw the game closely. I think even in the first. 15 minutes when the score was actually 2-1 before the yeah. red card even happened. I felt that tactically we did we did get it wrong a bit. I thought that the way we were playing, we played completely into Spurs hands. Like I remember there was this one ball which I think Lamela just you know lobbed it over the entire defense and Son was through and Son could have made that time at around I think minute 20 or 25. Then the score could have been 3-1. So, uh, I mean, plenty of things wrong, uh, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, defense was in shambles. It was, it's the worst I think I've ever seen a United defense. Hands down. No, I mean, mean, considering the way that we finished last season, I would obviously not expect us to play that badly. But, uh, you know, Maguire was awful. I thought he was pathetic, being the centre back, being that big leader and that signing that we hoped for. Bai was Bai had a bad game. Everything just went bad. So I don't think it's fair to like single out players because then we'll be talking about the entire team. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's been uh, it's been a very alarming start. But nevertheless, I mean, I am a.
0: I'm a die-hard Man United fan. So I don't to talk about that. Even as a fan, you know, I'm a, a die-hard United fan. But even as a fan, there are players on the pitch who don't want to give everything they have. They don't. You you can. Now, Pogba, who's on international duty with France, says that he wants to play for Madrid. I'm like, are you mad? You know what's going on. There's a lot of negativity around the club. You can come out and say, you know what? I want to play at this club. That's it. You don't need to answer everything. It is, oh, it is my dream. Every player's dream to go to Madrid, man. You United needs him. He's one of the best players in the world, and he doesn't want to be a United. I would want him to go next year for 100 million. If he wants to go to Madrid, which we're mean, going to talk about it, like the transfers that they haven't done or have done. Yeah. I don't want him at the club, man. I don't want him. Look at Bruno Fernandes. He was subbed off in the halftime. He there were rumors that he has, yeah, he had a bust-up,
1: yeah,
0: with uh, the players. But I'm I'm happy. I'm happy he's screaming at Maguire, saying that you don't deserve to be the captain. My goal was shit, completely shit. Whatever people say, he's not worth $80 million. As a, you, the, the first goal that he conceded, three mistakes, he made three mistakes in five seconds. What, well, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? And so let's, uh, you know, it, it's OK. Now, that aside, that's done. 6-1, we have lost and everything negative. What do you think about the deadline day signing that United made? Late, but they actually did something.
1: Uh so see, after you lose six one, you want to obviously rectify defensive errors. So as much as I like Cavani, and let's be a little bit practical here, if you give any team in the world Cavani, nobody's going to say no.
0: So yeah. obviously,
1: I will be, I will be happy with that. He fits into most teams. I think we still do need a number nine because Martial, Greenwood, Rashford, they all are little. Makeshift number nine. They're not they they're not out and out strikers and uh they don't have that poacher finishing element to them. They can't do the do the dirty jobs that I mean strikers are meant to do sometimes. So obviously Gavani is a top pick. <coughs> Tellis is a very attacking fullback, and I've heard a lot about him. Uh, he seemed to done he seemed to have done wonderful things at the clubs where he's played before. And he has, of course, come from Porto, I believe.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, regarding the other two guys, I'm, I'm not too sure. I believe uh, one of the signings is expected to come in in Jan. So yeah. it's mainly Gavani and Teles that I think much of the talk and focus has been on. But I don't think it really solves... I I don't think transfers really solves all problems. Because I think you got to work with you got to work with what you have and Oli has to find a way of improving the current players. He has to find a way of getting Maguire, Bai, Rojo, all these central defenders who are, who are now just a financial burden to the club, but he has to find a way to, to you know, get them playing and uh, really start keeping a few clean sheets because otherwise it's just going to be tough. You can't just go into every game of football hoping that Okay, we are going to win 4-3, 3-2 three, three, and I just have to score one more goal than the opposition. That's not how it works. You can't win and you can't beat good football teams that way. So, uh, transfers are fine. But I think United have bigger bigger, and more pressing issues.
0: That's true. Um, next question I want to ask you about is Sancho not coming to United. Is it the both fault? Did they want to pay money? What's going on?
1: Fair enough. You know, I was... I've spoken to a few United fans about Sancho and some feel that uh, it's good that uh, United have actually put their foot down and not just paid, paid blindly, not just had another big money signing and the board the board did spend wisely last season. If you saw our signings, I thought uh, Van Vysakha, Bruno, they were all very calculated signings. It felt like for once There was something right about the recruitment, but having said that, the counterpoint is that when you have finished third, when you have Liverpool and City vaguely in your grasp, like, I mean, let's face it, we were never going to win the season, but at least we were the next best team after them. So then why not capitalize on that? Why not bring in Sancho then? Why not go for that X Factor? So Sancho not happening. And then the, the question that also comes to mind is, Sancho not happening happened for two months. It was a good... There was so much talk since so long. And then you just suddenly start chasing Dembele last minute. You've been linked. So it just seemed, it seems like a very chaotic uh, chaotic uh, structure right now. I don't think the club is being run well. You know, there's, yeah. you have to ask questions to the board, Ed Goodwood, etc. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Like I mean, if I was to look at a Liverpool... Their recruitments are so strategic. They have been nailing it. I mean, who do they who they go and buy the guy who wins the Champions League uh, final, man of the match. I mean, yeah. what what more do you want? He adds a different dynamic to their team altogether. He's a different kind of a playmaker midfielder. He's not a Wijnaldum. He's not a Kita. And then they go and get Jota, who's a perfect striker coming off to replace somebody like a Salah or Mane when their legs are giving up. So, I mean, there is a lot to look. I mean, there is a lot to. Unfortunately, I have to say it, but there is a lot to learn from their recruitment. As there's nothing wrong
0: that, in there's nothing wrong in learning from your rivals. True. Um, regarding Sancho, I have to say that it is completely the boats' fault that they didn't want to take advantage of the situation now because next year Barcelona might go for him. But uh, see, there are two things, yeah. Uh, Sancho, 108 million was the signing, yeah, that you have to pay Dortmund 100%. Then you have to pay the agent fees, you have to pay the salary to Sancho. That would have cost around 200 million in the six, seven years of Sancho, because Sancho is 20 years old. If you're if you're going to come, you're going to sign a five-year deal, that's a minimum, you know, because he's so young. But him not coming, like, so if he had come, that would be a 200 million uh, spend for United easily. Guarantee him at the club next year, they must still go for him because the fans are not coming back to the stadiums. I that, that's what I'm seeing. That next year, clubs won't have money to spend again. You know, now this season, many, many on uh, other than United, everyone in the English Premier League has invested, yeah, yeah, has invested pro- properly. United haven't last minute, they are going to sign four players, it's not going to help them. You know Cavani, I, I love Cavani. He's going to be he's going to be brilliant, that's for sure. But last minute, you could have got him in June. Sorry, you no, know, yeah, exactly in July or something. Like when the season ended, when when you lost to Europa League in August or in July, you could have got him in August. You could have given him time with Ole, and you know he could have done something with him because Cavani is going to score goals. I'm guaranteeing he's going to score goals for of course, United. No, Tell us. I mean,
1: nobody doubts Cavani, right? I mean, we know that he is going to score yeah.
0: goals. But Tellez, I'll tell you one thing, he's, he's better than Luke Shaw. I don't care about Luke Shaw, he was shit in defending the last match. He can't attack, he can't score goals. Tellez can. And that's the yeah. main thing. You need attacking options also. Like Bisaka, Maguire, Bai. I don't trust uh, Maguire. Maguire has to be dropped for the next match. I think get they Bé, man. You know, because there's some solidifying guy. Because Maguire, what's he doing? He's the captain for sake. What's he doing? Nothing he's doing. He didn't do anything. So, that's one thing. I want to talk to you about this nonsense that's happening already. Everyone, many people are saying Ole out and all that stuff, they want Pochettino in. What's your take on that, man?
1: See, I feel you have to give one manager some amount of time. Last year, Oli could not have done anything better by finishing third. I mean, the start of the season was, it was again a little bit haywire. But then the way we picked up and the way we finished, there's no question about it. United have had this problem of leaving managers halfway. Even if you remember when supposing Van Hal won a cup, won a trophy, he wanted okay, he was he was never a great man United manager. But just when he started to get things right, you take him out, you bring in Jose, Jose finishes second, he's asking for a center back, he really wanted a center back that season. And at that time, people, people were saying that no, why do you need one? You know, you finish second. But that just goes to show that maybe he was maybe he was right when he said that yeah, finishing second with this team is actually the biggest achievement in my entire managing career. People thought it, that oh he just he's just it again was,
0: no. It was like you care, yeah. but it was.
1: So my point is that you you have to back one manager and I feel you have to give him what he wants. Yeah. And right now it's about it's definitely about backing him to we have to back ollie but also ollie needs to show that this team can bounce back and he needs to get the best out of these players like i don't know what goes on behind the scenes i've not seen any he's not really in front of the cameras we have not seen a we've not seen a united documentary where we get to see that player side of him we don't know whether he's going <coughs> whether he's going like jose abusing players having those really intense team talks so right now whenever i see him he just seems like a really nice guy he seems really he's smiling he seems a little bit too nice to be a manager i feel like that's just because his demeanor gives off that kind of personality which is why people always doubt him i feel you know if he was more arrogant if he had if he had a little bit more he was a bit more stern and he gave off a different sort of impression so but yeah i mean having said that there have been times where he does seem a little tactically sought out. Like there are days when he nails it. But I think the major, the major improvement, what I felt with us last season was when we started beating teams like City and we started playing well, it was just we played like how Spurs played against us. We would just look we were just looking to counter. But then when he showed a different side to our game, of course it helped after we got Bruno. But then when we started to break down teams' defenses, and when teams were trying to sit back against us, and when we were thrashing them three-nil, four-nil, whatever, then it felt like, yeah, you know, this guy has got his tactics right. He's got the team playing in a certain way. But right now, after six-one, you obviously question all that. Like it's just, it's just bound to happen.
0: You're, you're talking about Bruno Fernandez coming in January. Imagine if we had signed him in summer last year. We would, have, we would have been yeah. so close to City, and we would, have, we would have come second. Who knows? You know, City, not. Are not, City are not City that strong anymore. They're not. But now, something shocking happened the same day. Liverpool losing seven-two to Aston Villa. Yeah.
1: It's, now, been, it's been a crazy start to the season, and I I remember the, the last time we were on, we were actually talking about fantasy football, and we were talking about oh, tactics, and uh, you know, of course, FPL duo and stuff like that. So. I mean, it's just been a bizarre start to the season. Their goals happening left, right, and center. I don't know what your thoughts are on the penalties and the whole VAR controversies and handballs and especially the whole Dyer incident. Mourinho losing it.
0: But I would say one thing about Martial: it was not a red card for one person. Both should have been sent off.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. That was that was stupid. That was really stupid. I mean, I would I would honestly say you could have just easily given both of them yellow cards in the game could have moved on again but that's the reason we are not trying to justify united losing 6-1 obviously but uh it should have been two
0: reds 100 percent yeah it, it should have been two reds. but obviously the referee decided marshall should get a red card i want to talk to, talk to you about liverpool yes they have signed players yes they have done very well but they lost two or uh, seven to aston Villa seven two Majorly because of the goalkeeper making a lot of mistakes. In the defence also making a lot of mistakes. Do you think they should uh, sign a goalkeeper before the domestic transfer window closure on the 16th of October? With Alison injured for eight weeks now. He's injured now for eight weeks. So, two months, he's not there.
1: I think so. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, Adrian was so bad and I don't think... It's not the first time I've seen him be... This bad because I remember right. the last time he came also when he actually replaced him, he kept well towards the latter half of his stint, but he starts off so nervous. He's a wreck when the game starts. You know that there's always a mistake around the corner. So uh yeah, Liverpool really need another keeper. And I think you know, this is where teams need to be a bit smart. Like if you look at teams who are able to assess problems before they become so evident. You have mm. to stay ahead of the game, I feel. You can't just wait for things to happen and then you're then you're last-minute hurrying like United, trying to buy players last-minute. So, yeah, for sure, Liverpool do need another goalkeeper. They need a decent second-keeper because at this rate, with the way he keeps, I don't think they can win any domestic competitions. I don't see them winning any Carabao Cups or anything like that, for that matter. Uh, any other competitions, wherever they are, it's going to be tough.
0: I don't think they'll win the even uh, yeah we just nailed it actually the Carabao cup but the problem with Adrian is he had a horror show against At- Atletico Madrid in the Champions League and they still didn't sell him and they got knocked out against Champions League in the Champions League against Atletico with Liverpool now three players have tested positive to for coronavirus Mane Thiago Shakiri yeah that's going to have a big effect on the season, bro. Because you have seen Paul Pogba coming back from COVID as a forward, not playing well. It take from I think it will take some time for them to even yeah. come back. Because Mane is the best player in Liverpool. He's better than Salah. Better than Firmino. Better than Mandeik also. That guy's scores cool goals, man. I and feel
1: like also, it's the work that he does off the ball. I feel like when right. he's there, they have a different aggression when they press. Firmino mm-hmm. does. Salah does. But... They're a great team, but I feel the kind of aggression, that rawness that actually Mane brings to their team. Neither Salah nor Firmino bring that because they are more refined in their games. Like I feel it's always Mane who sort of leads the charge, at least when it comes to intent and that sort of uh, that sort of attacking threat on goal. So definitely Mane is a big loss for them, and it's going to be interesting to see also how they're able to bounce back because if I look at Liverpool. They also a lot like United last year towards the end of the season. They had good players coming off the bench, but you would just ideally want their main team to start. You know, whenever the pe- whenever the players coming off the bench, they didn't have they didn't have that kind of impact. Like now, they may have to play people like Curtis Jones and stuff like that. You know, so I don't know about how they're going to. It's going to be a testing time for them. Definitely, they do have squad depth. But, yeah, I think it's going to be tricky. And even for a team like City, for that matter, City also looked really... uh, I don't know if you saw the game against Leeds, but just the way that that they played, I really thought that Leeds deserved to win that game. And a lot of credit to Leeds and, uh, you know, Bielsa. I think I've become a huge fan of the guy. I just saw the documentary as well recently, so... Yeah, big fan.
0: Yeah, that's true, actually. But with COVID situation going on, the cases are rising in the UK. Premier League want fans to come back, but that's not happening. Players are testing positive, but I don't think they'll start the Premier League because they know that they must have signed a contract that if anyone testing positive has to be alone, the league has to go on because they can't afford delays now, again and again. Sure. Now, I want to talk to you about the shocking part of the Premier League, which is Everton. Everton have done brilliant. Yeah. And now I
1: think-
0: they have. Full- the four games unbeaten, 12 points, ahead of Liverpool, three points, and the next match is against Liverpool at Goodison. So if they win, that's they're six points ahead.
1: That's gonna be crazy. I mean, I can't that's gonna be a really, really exciting match, and I'm glad that you put it out there. Everton recruiting well. I mean one hundred percent. I think but the way this, with the way the season ended last last season, you would say that Everton looked really sloppy they looked bad but i just saw that they didn't have too much to play for and right. clearly anforty had plans for this season and right now the way that they're playing i feel they've really solid they've got a really solid midfield now and it's actually giving their defense that sort of much needed protection i feel like of course everybody's going to be talking about hammers but hammers who's been phenomenal there's no question about it he is Probably the best player Everton have ever signed in the last 10 years, for sure. He's world-class quality. You can see it with yeah. the way he passes the ball. And just his sort of vision. And he's basically running the show there. But you also got to give a lot of credit to guys like Allen and, and of course, you know, Tapure, who also, I think, have, have played really well. And now that gives an even more license. That gives that sort of much needed license as well for players like Dinia and uh, and of course Coleman to now go and bomb forward from the wings. They would always do that, but then I think they would end up getting caught out. So now that's not happening. And of course Calvert-Lewin, I mean he's their man, he's their main uh, sort of talisman right now and he's doing fantastic as well. So
0: I think fantasy people will have bought already Calvert-Lewin, I have bought Harry Kane already. I've used my wild card. So I already bought Harry Kane because I want okay. him to be in there because he's amazing. You know, he's been, yeah. huh? Yes, yeah,
1: I said even I'm even I'm on a wild card, so yeah.
0: It's the best time, you know. After transfers, you know who's there, who's not. there, You know now. Um Everton have recruited a defender from Norwich, who is Ben Godfrey, and this man. Is what he's under. He's having 21, 22, and he is the most defender there is, yeah, in the league. I'm surprised that how United have not gone for him because he's 20 million. That's it. Sure. A defender that we need. You know, it's something that I really am um, shocked. Let's talk about other team, which is Arsenal. Before that, we have to talk about someone who has made a comment. Uh, Shilpa. Saying it's a good discussion, thank you, Silpa, for tuning in to the Kunal call. I think you're a Shiv, uh, you're here for Mr. Shiv Mera. Yeah, he's a very famous person. <laughs> Let's talk about Thomas' party to Arsenal. What do you feel about that?
1: Oh, I mean, I wish we had the other guy there to go on and on about him because he's been telling me so much. He's been telling me that he's the new Fabinho, he's a better version of Fernandino. And he's just a fantastic player, and he fits into our <laughs> team so well. And you know how he is, right? So, <laughs> I mean, he was just going on and on about him. He's like he's it- a really good defensive midfielder, but I mean, he does come in with that kind of reputation. So, I personally haven't seen him play yet. I've just seen some of his stats, which seem pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You were saying about uh, Arteta and Thomas Party. Yeah. So how uh, do you think he'll bring a uh, additional value to Arsenal?
1: See for sure because I feel like Arsenal have always they've lacked a really good uh, you know defensive midfielder. They've always tried that position, Correct. but they haven't been able to nail on to anyone. Like for the longest time, I actually thought Torreira was gonna be that guy. Who was actually going to play week in and week out, and I really like that he was like another Kante, but I feel with a better forward pass that's how I would rate Torreira But I don't know, uh, it, it's just a position which never worked out for them. So, I mean, I don't know for all the Arsenal fans, I hope this one does. But it's Arsenal, so
0: no, I see a lot of improvement under Arteta. Arteta is a better manager than Ole, he's yeah, much better. I would say he's. He has a plan. You can see that Arsenal are playing well, you know, they're they're doing well, you know, as much as we like to banter Arsenal because that's become the mood now for the last 20, 30, for the last uh, like 10 to 15 years, they've not achieved the success that they used to, you know, under Wenger days until 2004. But you could see now that they are buying players, but, but they still need to be dominant on the ball. Like, I don't see them like the magic in Liverpool. Yeah. They should have won that match if they want to like go for the league or they want to like you know make a statement like how aston Villa have defeated liverpool now everyone knows how liverpool is it's high line put the ball behind their defense you can attack them and that's a big shock you know 7-2 liverpool have lost 5-2 city united 6-1 that's why this is the best league in the world the absolute best now for me Cavani coming to united is a big plus because marshall can play from the wing. Rashford and Marshall can play from the wing. Cavani can play from the middle. And now Marshall is not there, but you have Greenwood. You know Greenwood can play. You know you need to have options. You need to give Ole the the chance to get options. See how Partey came. They got rid of Terera. They got Parte through because they paid the uh, the clause 45 million, which Atletico are not happy about it because they know that they lost a good player. And that's my take on this. What your questions? You were about to ask me some questions about some clubs.
1: I wanted to ask you about especially Juve. What do you think about them? There's been a lot of chat. And where do you think they are placed?
0: I think Juventus, um, personally, I think they are very well done because they got Arthur from Barcelona. And they gave PNH to them. Um, I think it is the biggest set of fools who have given given, uh, Barcelona Have given a 23-year-old to uh, to Juventus, and they have got 30-year-old from Juventus. It is crazy, you know, that um, Arsenal that uh, or you say they have done this. You know, it's not easy for Juventus fans to accept the fact that you know that uh, they are so lucked out with the fact that they got Arthur from Barcelona, and Barcelona not even. Not even being this, what do you say, not even being, uh, what do you say, what's that word? They don't regret it. They don't regret the fact that they have let go one of the brightest prospects to Juventus. Juventus, for me, they got Andrew Perillo, who seemed like a good manager. He's playing well. He's doing good. And, you know, it's, it's really sad to see that this has happened, you know, for uh, Barcelona. But Juventus... Um, so, Juventus have really, you know, got that, what do you say, they um, got the luck of the draw. They have a player like Ronaldo, who's for me the best player in the world of all time. He's so good. But, you know, it's one thing that, to say that Juventus, they need to recruit. They were linked with Paul Pogba, but they didn't get him because, let's face it, if he's going to United, he's, sorry, he's if he's coming from United to Juventus, it's going to cost 30 million. and. So, not 30 sorry 90 million What i'm saying 90 million but they didn't have any money i think coronavirus has really impacted uh the people uh obviously but mostly the clubs that uh, are affected by this because clubs are not able to spend money you know because there was so much rumors that juventus will buy pogba he will you know go back to his childhood Sorry, he will go back to his uh club you know you will you know play well for them and this and all that all that bullshit. But they didn't. And United need to sign Pogba for the new contract. They need to do it. If they really want, you know, if they really want uh, Pogba to stay United, they need to sign United to a long-term deal. It was rumored that Juventus would go for him. But Juventus didn't because they didn't have any money. That's the thing with Juventus. Uh, you have any other question regarding any of the clubs?
1: Sorry. Uh, Firstly, apologies. I just had a very brief bow cut. So, yeah. I. I mean, following up and of course Juventus, I think it's also fair that we do that we do touch upon Real Madrid because they're also in a very interesting space. Uh, they yeah. they did win the La Liga last year but uh, no signings and it's not… Uh, you do want to see them contending for the Champions League and stuff. So where do you see them? What do you think their team is lacking?
0: Madrid are gone, bro. Like, they have given bail. And they gave Regulon to Tottenham. I think Regulon will come back to uh, Madrid because Marcelo is 32 years of age. Regulon is the new left back, so they've gone. Uh, they told him to go to Tottenham and actually spend more uh, time over there, play in the best league in the world, so, to, so that he develops. But they will get him back. But with, regarding Bale, not even playing for Madrid is actually a shock because they don't. It shows me that they don't give a damn about him. He's the best Britain player to play in Madrid. He's won everything: Champions League, Copa del Rey, La Liga, everything. I think that was the golden time under Zidane. Him, Ronaldo, uh, Benzema, the front three were brilliant. But you know, no respect to him. Regarding the incomings, they can't spend money. Spain is completely screwed with the coronavirus thing. Otherwise, they would go for Pogba and Pape. Now, next year, they would go for these guys because they have the money. I don't think, for me, I don't even think they will go next year also, because until fans come back, they, they can't earn money. Yeah. That's what I think about Real Madrid. The reason they won the uh, title last year because Barcelona bottled completely. Totally. Barcelona winning, but Madrid edged them out in the end. So that's what I think about Madrid.
1: That's how it is. I mean, in the La Liga, historically, we know that it is a it is a two-horse race there.
0: So. Yeah. So have any other questions regarding any other clubs?
1: Nothing much. Nothing much from my end.
0: Okay, I I want to talk about Barcelona. Um Barcelona were rumored to get Depay because Ronald Tiemann is a Netherlands manager who was a national team Netherlands manager and used to play with these guys. So when he went to Barcelona after the fiasco with their former manager, um he wanted Depay and Wijnaldum Didn't get neither because they wanted to sell players. They let Suarez go to Atletico Madrid, What stupid shit is that? Suarez, man. He
1: I mean, yeah, it, it makes no sense. I feel uh, Barcelona is also a club which is actually going through the most turmoil. I think there have been a lot of issues with their board. Even the whole Messi thing was such a fiasco. I mean, Messi just, like, Messi just stayed because he didn't want to go to court against them. And they suddenly pulled up some clause on him that, no, you had to let us know three months before. It's like as if he's he's having like a job for a notice period or something that, you know, he has to serve some notice period before before leaving or some crap like that. So, I don't know. Uh, Barcelona has uh, been in a really messed up state. But, you know what, I think this is a trend that we see. Certain managers read certain clubs and like to go for their boys, the guys who they know who play well under them. So, like, we've seen this whole... Uh, you know Ancelotti, James Rodriguez relationship blossom right now, so maybe Kuman had something like that in mind with, of course, Mem- uh, with of course Memphis. But I don't think Mem- like I don't think Memphis is that worth it. I mean I know he's been playing well, but I personally don't see him. I don't see him coping up with the pressures of being a Barcelona player. You know, there yeah. have to you have to play well week in week out it's not just like going and showing some flashy skills one match and then falling out the next you've got to be a really top class consistent performer there so um not not one for me to be honest i mean i think that there are better players out there
0: um they are better players but you know they have already players which are injury prone like dembele i think he he has not coped up or with uh, Barcelona's demands, I think he would be he would be a good fit at United. Like personally, if the, at the last day when you were saying that you're not going to get Sancho, I'm like get get with Dembele, bro, get him, because they won't obviously there'll be more pressure on him to perform, but the but the training method will be different. It's better to have Dembele than having no Sancho, no Dembele at all. But we got Amar from Atlanta. He's a future prospect, but you know you need to take time with him. He's 18 years old. But with United not going for Sancho or Dembele, it just shows that maybe they don't want to spend that much money this season. They don't want to. You know, because they are like, okay, now, you're, I you think th- you want to do something.
1: Do you think that that could also be the after effects of seeing a Pogba go wrong? Not wanting to make really big... I mean, I mean, it's hard to say Pogba go wrong, but I mean, let's put it this way. Pogba, if he had to leave the team without a Bruno right now, then I would say yes, Pogba gone wrong. But because now he has Bruno to fall back on and to sort of cover up for all his mistakes. Now it's a different ball game. But do you think when clubs see big money signings go haywire, then they then they are always a bit hesitant and they, they don't know how it's going to work out. I mean, do you think that plays an impact?
0: See, I'll tell you about Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. Bruno Fernandes cost you United 63 million with add-ons and everything. And he's com- he was bought for 47 million, 16 million, everything, add-ons, everything completed within six months. Scoring goals, assist, making appearances. And he's showing that he's the, actually the fucking captain. He wants to win. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to win. It depends on the person. I have no problem with Pogba. No problem. You know this guy called Rants and Bants from, uh, from, he wasn't uh, uh, full-time, not full-time, the United stand. And now he started his own YouTube channel with Rants and Bands. He says, and this, this is reality, he says that Pogba is better than Kevin De Bruyne. But we don't uh, uh, rate Pogba because he's black. I'm like, are you mad? Pogba had the chance. Yeah, yeah, the the ending on the last season, you could see Pogba coming to his best. Why? Because he had Bruno Fernandes. He had Matic. He had Rashford, Greenwood, March. All firing. He was happy. But, but when a player is on an international duty, and you're talking about big players, what I don't get is when United have to spend money on him, he has to be loyal to the club. I don't care what people say about Paul Park. He's the best player in the world. I don't care. He has to be loyal. He's not even being loyal. He's saying, oh, I like to play for Madrid. That's wrong. That is completely wrong. The club is shit. It's dead. So much of negativity, so much of problems. And you're saying, oh, I like to play for Zidane. He's so great. I'm like, are you mad? You're a player of United. Stick to your club. Finish. So with you're telling about uh, Pogba not uh, uh, not being a instant, uh, not being a, not being a great impact compared to how Bruno Fernandez was. Bruno Fernandez 63 million, a quality player. He's come in and he's changed the club entirely. You know, Vanderbilt coming in for 40 million. That guy is going to be a player. You know, he has to be started. But 40 million is a lot of money. The reason why they, for me they should have gone for Sancho because he's 20 years old. 20 years. He has. His best is yet to come. He's already achieved a lot. And United have, would have the biggest opportunity to show Liverpool and Man City, you know what? We are fucking coming for you guys. We are coming for you. That's what the attitude should be. But they can't sell players. That's why they can't buy anyone. That's the problem.
1: I feel like also, if you keep playing so badly, nobody is going to want to buy your players. Exactly. a big problem. Like I mean... You always hear people talking, about, talking about players like Zaha, for example. He always wants to move away from Palace, apparently rumored or whether it's true, whatever. But you always realize when the transfer window is there, Zaha is always flying. Whether he has a good season or not, come at the transfer window time, Zaha is always playing well. So I don't know. This is this is a real catch-22 because now if you look at our defenders, who would actually want to buy them? Like probably just some other I could see players like uh I don't know, Joho by they'd be going to probably teams like Brighton, maybe. I would see them going there. I don't see any other top top quality Europe you know, European team wanting to buy such players. So definitely.
0: Lindelof was criticized a lot when he was playing against Maguire, saying the Lindelof is shit. But last match exposed how Maguire is shit. Simple. I don't care what people say about Maguire, 80 million. Another guy who from uh, the, which I'm a big fan of the United stand. I really uh, like that channel, but there's another guy called Saeed. And he, was, he also has left and he was make his own YouTube channel. He says that Harry Beckenbauer, Harry Beckenbauer, Harry Beckenbauer was fuck all. What he doing? You can't defend. The third, no, not the, the fourth goal. The fourth goal, the left back is a centre back and the centre back is a left back. What is going on? Basic stuff like you're saying, only out and stuff only won't come and tell them to be on the pitch and what position they have to be. You won't tell them he's a manager and the players have to be in the position. What are you doing? You can't do basic stuff. The reason we lost 6 1 is because after Marshall, everyone gave up. Everyone, because see, you can see two goals, no problem. Even though this shit, Maguire should have been like, you know what guy, let's settle down, let's form a defence line, let's go for the attack, let's win the game. They could have won the game also. you know, If they kept it 2-1, there was no red card, we could have won that game. We could have. But the defending was so shit. There was no leaders. And if Bruno went at Maguire, I am so happy that he is my player. He should be the captain of United instead of Maguire. Finish.
1: 100%. I mean, you know, e- even if you look at United off the ball, have you seen the amount Bruno runs? Exactly. He's not, he doesn't have that Paukwa kind of attitude that, oh, I'm not going to track back my runner. If Bruno gives the ball away, he makes it a point to go and chase that guy and no matter where he is on the pitch. He will go running back. He's got that desire. He's got that determination. And I feel he single-handedly right now is just running the show at our club. And he's, he's, he's definitely been a world-class signing for us.
0: But now... Pogba needs to be benched, man. I want Van Der Beek to play. Simple. Hey, Pogba is not fit enough. Yesterday he played against, uh, he played for France. I think it's Ukraine or something. There was 7-1. People are like, play Pogba, can we give three assists? You know how many players of Ukraine played before? Not many. Why? Because most of this, uh, most of the team and the coaching staff were tested positive for coronavirus. Everyone, a 45-year-old goalkeeper came back and played. He retired like five years ago. So you're comparing to a team. It's not competitive. Premier League is so competitive, you have to be on your toes all the time. And Pogba gave two mistakes. The fifth goal where Aureo was there, he didn't even mark him. He's just there standing. And the sixth penalty. So, what?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like Pogba is just that kind of a guy that he's just got... He needs to be consistent to be a world-class player and for me he's not a world class player simply because he's not consistent and he needs players who play around him well and and who make him better 100% he he can't he can't lead lead a team you see the way he keeps doing tricks in his in his own half i've seen a number of matches this season where he's given the ball away cheaply and He's always asking for the ball, but he's always looking for the most complicated pass. And sometimes when that works out, we think that, oh wow, this guy's a magician. He's just, you know, pinging balls over the top, splitting defenses. But he needs to be mindful of where he's he's actually receiving the ball and how he needs to play. Sometimes you just have to play a simple pass. You can't afford to lose the ball between your D and the centre line. I mean, you've got to be smart over there. you just got to play a simple pass. Play a side pass for once. But you'll always see him winning over almost like winning free kicks by trying to look cool. But it's almost that he's getting caught out. But then he just uses his strength and, and sort of wins a free kick. So, yeah, man.
0: With Mokba, you know, there are glimpses of his brilliance in some matches. You know, he's so good. Now, he is good. He's a good player. He's not, this con- he's not consistent. That's the problem. Like, Bruno, look at him, man. Already 13 goals scored, man. That guy's a beast. Six months And midfielder. You know? You, you, no one, even you, when we signed Bruno, no one expected him to come and change the club. No one. But you know what? When, when you have players who want to play for the club, who want to give everything, who want United to succeed, they will come and do it. And that's why I feel that Pogba, he doesn't have that, what do you say, that drive. You know, I want to win. For united not for himself but for united i don't feel like that sometimes you know he's a brilliant passer of the ball and with now yeah we lost six one and we are all losing our minds and we got kavani tell but i uh, i have to also mention about one thing that uh Harshwadan kapoor uh anil kapoor's son he came on the united stand and he said uh that you know players seeing a lot of negativity on social media will affect them you know even the players, like Luke Shaw said that two weeks ago that we need to buy players. He's right. You're not wrong in saying that. You see, you're a United fan, yeah. you're seeing Liverpool buying players. You see Man City buying players. You see Arsenal buying players. You see Aston Villa spending more money than United. Aston Villa. And Everton bro. Before the deadline day, Everton, Aston Villa, these clubs are spending more money. And we are like, what? What's going on? We only what one player, Van Der Beek, who's not even getting a start. Only needs to start him, honestly. Like, I have to be very honest. Pogo is not playing well, Bench him. I don't care. But you have to play Vanderbilt. That, see, that's the thing with competition. If Luke is not playing, tell us. You have players. Yes. Even if this guy, Ahmed and there's one more player who's gonna come, who has actually come to United um or uh, Uruguayan, Pelestri. Yeah. Yeah. You can make him play. You can make him play. These guys are actually good players. Yesterday I saw somewhere that the uh, Pelestri's manager was asked if he's in the bubble or not. Because he's like, he's United want him straight to go to the first team. And he's included in the Champions League squad. So they have bought him to play. Even Ahmad Thrower, you know, he would come in January. But I know that Ole wants him to stop playing because he's a youth. He's another option that we have. We have James also. James, Cavani, Rashford, Martial, Pelestri, Ahmad Thrower. Six players, bro. Six players. And we have Mata also, you know, as a winger. He can play as a winger. We have Lingard also. Eight. We have eight players. You know, who can actually do something. The midfield, we have six players. Bruno, Pogba, Matic, Scott, um, Fred, and one more midfielder, maybe, I don't know, six. So we have options. Yeah, mate can play, there, Lingard can play, there. we have options. Now, Van Der Beek, sorry, I forgot to mention Van Der Beek, so six players. So, with United getting the 6-1 loss, obviously, we must have felt bad, we must have felt bad. It was a very crushing defeat. But I was happy that we lost. I think it's very important for the people to know that you know, what the problem is and it's the board. We can sit and talk all we want, but they won't sell the club. They won't.
1: Right.
0: So what do you think about United after the break gets over because we are facing Newcastle, PSG, Leipzig, Arsenal, Chelsea within 20 days. What do you think about that?
1: So even if you remember last season we had this one really tough run of fixtures which was said to be our sort of make or break time and it was supposed to be always like, you know, you gotta win this now or or then you're going out. I think it was Spurs and City back to back in yeah. within a space of three, four days. And we ended up winning both. So the eternal optimist that I am, I think that they I mean, it's just it's just the case of now or never. Like as in they have to The team needs to bounce back from the 6-1. They need to get the act together. And this is where I feel like, you know, sometimes for for these kind of players who we think are bad, we do have some days where they're really good. So, I think it's going to be a lot of man management, personally, if you ask me. More than tactics, more than... Just imagine, like, the same team who who loses 6-1. I won't be surprised if we go and play Spurs again. We we can beat them 3-0. The players Mm -hmm. are not good so different. It's not going to be like a whole, it's not going to be 11 new players. It's just going to be 11 new players with a different mindset who have some good form on their side. So, these things happen and the road ahead doesn't look easy for sure. The fixtures look tough. But I I think we can do it. And I personally feel Cavani is going to be a good presence. He's going to lead yeah. it well on the field. He's that sort of stature. And I feel united always. I re, I remember personally when even actually Ibrahimovic came in uh, for that for that one season. Of course, you know Cavani is not is not that old, but it made a lot of difference to us. People know that yeah, he's the centre guy. We gotta you have to find the striker in the box. So I'm looking forward to that. But defensively now, if you can't get rid of Maguire, you can't get rid of Bae. We have to nail down our centre-back partnership, whether it's going to be Maguire or Lindelof. Personally, I just feel that is the most nailed on and that's what's worked for us in the past. So, I don't know if you see a better centre-back partnership there, but I just feel everything else is too risky. Because Phil Jones must have now forgotten how to play football properly as well. I mean, I can't remember the last time he got a proper game. He's chilling on so, the beach,
0: bro. Chilling on the beach.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, that's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of deadwood that we also need to get rid of. But he has,
0: you, know, you know, this is a big point. He's got rid of a lot of players also. Like Pereira gone to Lazio. Dalot gone to AC Milan. You know, we have, you know, uh, Sanchez gone to Inter Milan. Um, this guy Damian, he was still at the club. I forgot. He's still at the club. He went to Inter Milan now. Four players, that's it. Like that. And the previous year, he got so many, he got rid of so many players. He's actually doing I a next
1: I honestly feel like these guys were good. Damian seemed like he showed a lot of promise to me. Like I thought mm-hmm. that he was a he was an exciting fullback. Dalo seemed good to me. So I don't know. I think like I mean, have we just sold the wrong guys? Like, I mean, you know, why do we still have, say for example, Phil Jones? Like, why is no, he?
0: Not- bro, no one will buy him. That's the problem. No one will buy him. Everyone knows he's shit.
1: That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah, we, we have four goalkeepers at United. Davadea. Dean Henderson, Romero, and Lee Grant. No one wants to go. You know, I was like, why have we not gone for Romero people, man? Sell him, bro. He's a world-class keeper, He's you good, know? Yeah. Henderson will play. Henderson won't go anywhere, you know? And with Romero, it's not happening, man. It's not happening with him. But so, what do you think about United? How will they finish the season? Like, being very honest. And practical and looking at this things right now, what do you think the best chance of United this season is?
1: I think the best finish will still realistically be a top four finish. I think we we'll still would we'll still happily take that. I mean, you look at the way Chelsea is building their squad, what they've done. Yes, the signings, it's not paid off yet, but I don't think we've seen their full team back in action as well. Like, you know, we've not seen Zayek yet, we've not seen Pulisic play there as well. So, they still look like a strong outfit to me, and they will be good as the season goes on, as their team gels a bit more. Uh, City and Liverpool are, of course, class teams, and no matter how bad they start, I still don't see any team outdoing them.
0: What's up, guys? What's up, Aditya? You're looking very happy because Thomas' party has gone to Arsenal. So, what do you think about that?
2: I mean,. Uh... Would have wanted another signing, but he's the best you can get in that position currently. Um, I mean, the perfect sort of uh, partner to uh, Zaka and Sabayas right now. And for sure on November 1st, I mean, like, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. You know, there's no way uh, you know your wonder boy Greenwood will be able to go through that defensive line, through that midfield anymore. So, it's a great signing, guys. I hope you guys... Realize that you need to get someone like Arteta in your team, you know, to get the business done. But uh, honestly, it's a uh, really amazing. I don't know if you guys heard about the news that um, Atletico Madrid is pretty upset with um, yeah. Arsenal right now because of the whole signing fiasco. And uh, I mean, we were, uh, in fact, Edu, our director, he did say that about for six or seven months he had Partey on his target. And uh, they were negotiating with Atletico, but they were not bulging from the for, from the release clause. So, I mean, you have to get in and get it done. So, uh, 30 minutes before the deadline, uh, it was like another 2013 transfer summer repeated. Uh, hopefully, uh, Partey doesn't end up like Ozil towards the last few years of his contract, uh, that's all. But uh, great signing. What about you guys? What do you guys think about Partey, to be very honest?
0: We no, I agree. Mm-hmm. No, I, can go ahead.
1: I mean, we spoke about him when you were not there and we said that how you felt that he going to be the next Bernardino and Fabinho and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean from what I've read and what I've seen uh, he seems to be a guy who's going to fit Arteta's system well and I think you've got to give a lot of credit here to the manager because now Arsenal have a method to their play. That's what right. I like about and they are more pragmatic. You know that Arsenal now they aren't going to collapse defensively. They are not a. They are no longer a emotional team. I always used to find Arsenal a very emotional and a mentally weak team. They would just give matches away when you know that you when you know that you are in a winning position, but you still end up giving games away like that. So I think yeah. I mean they are playing well, and Partey looks to be a good signing for them.
0: So I'm sure. Um, Add more, more to that. So Aditya, um, I don't want to get rivalry in this. I want to really ask you a serious question about United. I know you have seen us losing six-one, and obviously it was a very shocking thing. But with the signing that we have, like we got Cavani, we got Tevez, we got Perisic. Sorry, uh, we got a right winger and we got Troy Orange coming in Jan. What do you think United should do regarding the defense? Because we all know okay, it was disgraceful performance. What do you think the first level should be as a footballing guy? What do you think should be? See, personally, I feel
2: the biggest uh, sort of flaw I personally see in Oli's formation is he follows at 4-2-3-1. Um, yeah. When he joined in, he really sort of thrived in the 4-3-3 and I feel like Pogba is best utilised in the left-centre-mid position, you know. Where he has the freedom to go up and down and not playing as a holding, the midfielder with Matic. So uh, I think so. Once if that formation change comes in place, uh, it is good. But the problem why he is not able to do that is because Matic is old now, you know. So I feel like more than anything, if they had probably signed someone in place of Matich, uh, because Van der Beek is not a replacement for Matic. You know, Matt like I would say Matic is someone like your Fernandino, your Partez, your Fabinho's, you know, you need that solid guy to drop back in the defense. He has no pace, he's old. So what what's happening is I feel that the whole defence line is being exposed and that's where Maguire, Luke Shaw, Van Besaka, Phil Jones, Rindelof, all these guys are just being exposed. So More than defensive, I feel like the midfield needs to be sorted because if you see what Arteta has done, I mean, I'm not trying to like boast about him, is that he got Zaka sorted, which is why we started conceding less goals. It's not like we've changed our centre-backs. I mean, we have David Luiz, we have Mustafi, Holding, Chambers. These are the normal guys who are always there. We just got in Gabriel and Saliba right now, but I feel rather than the centre-backs being solid, it has to be the CDM, you know, that guy to hold the line up and drop back when needed. So, that's one thing. And the other thing is, Cavani, great signing, uh, but I don't think he's someone who can play game in and game out. He's no sort of substitute for Martial or Rashford, to be very frank with you. I mean, playing against a team like Leeds United that can run 90 minutes up and down, left and right. I mean, Cavani is not going to be able... I mean, I was watching a game, PSG versus some team in the French League. They were just walking, man. They're not running. They're just walking. Cavani not going to be used to this. Thiago Silva's... I mean, having issues in the league because of him coming from PSG. And people don't look at that as a flaw. But coming from PSG isn't as big of a deal, you know. That's what I feel. But Alex, tell man. What a signing. Honestly, I mean... I was seeing his videos, the shots of that left foot. It's it's crazy, you know. So yeah, Luke
0: Sha's w- Sorry? You yeah, better than Luke Shaw, like hundred times. 100, 100,
2: but but you know, I would still pay Luke Shaw maybe a three in the back, where like yeah. Luke Shaw is the left center back, uh Maguire, Lindelof, Phil Jones, by whoever's fit, and Ran Pisaka because you need more defensive support now, you know. You should get rid of Matic, to be very frank with you, and sort of play uh Bruno, uh, Pogba and Van de Beek. Free-roaming kind of a fixture. So, your back three is their fix. So, that's what I feel about, about United. It's sad, man. Honestly, it, it's sad because this season, it is really competitive. And, you know, again, it's like you'll have fans saying that, oh, you know... This is another season where United wanted the top performer. I mean, like, look at Everton, look at Wolves, yeah. look at Leeds. The competition is at a different level right now, and United is not at par. You know, you expect a top six team to be there, so that's disappointing, to be frank with you.
0: How do you think uh, about Liverpool losing seven-two to Aston Villa? We just spoke about that. I want your opinion on it. I think
2: so was just an off day, to be very frank with you. Uh, uh, I mean, from an, from a from an FPL perspective, I've seen a lot of people kick out your Robertson's and uh, 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 Trent, but no man, it's Liverpool. You cannot sort of this, you know, think that okay, they lost one game, it's over. They honestly, they aren't a United or an Arsenal. Their mentality is at a different level altogether. So for them to bounce back and win the next game eight one, I wouldn't be shocked. Sure, to be very honest, do they have the potential to do that? And I think so. You you really could see the lack of Mane, you know. Uh, Mane really did... I mean, a lot of people don't sort of uh, see Mane as like a very pivotal player but they they sort of uh, look at Salah as one of the best wingers that they have right now. But I do see Mane as a more influential player than Salah. Salah has a better finishing attribute for sure but Mane is pivotal to that team. So... Let's see, man. They will come back for sure, 200 percent.
0: But do you think Everton might win the league with Ancelotti and the players that are playing right now? No, I'm, I mean, I'm, being very I'm being very honest right now. They're looking good. If they beat Liverpool next match, which is like Liverpool Everton next match at Goodison, and if Everton win, six months clear, bro. That's the best team. Uh, it's too early, man. It's too
2: early to say this. I mean. Uh,
0: We saw Leicester win the league. We saw Leicester win the league. We didn't expect that. It's about consistency.
2: But but I mean, uh, eventually, I mean, I don't… See, firstly, I feel like Everton, yes, they are good players. But again, it's just the first few games. What if they get an injury? What if Hamas or what if Calvert-Lewin gets injured? Then who do they have? That's Mm -hmm. where I would say a Liverpool or a City are much more sort of settled in depth in-depth to sort of run them through the league. So, uh, very honestly, no. I do Mm -hmm. see a Liverpool or a City clinching it this year again. Only because no other team is at par with their mentality. Forget the team. I am saying the mentality that they have. No team is at par with that. Um, I do see major upsets happening this year. A
1: little bit over there though. Because honestly, now I feel City does not have that so-called mentality. Because what I have seen of City in the past uh, in the past 10-15 games is that if you apply pressure on them, City now are not able to nick matches 2-1. They are not that team anymore. They either beat you 4-0 or then they
2: lose 4-0 or then they lose 3-1. I mean, but Aguero's is out, right? So? I The main
1: player. It does make a big difference, but I don't think it really... They are another team which actually... We're actually defensively very shaky. They often get caught out of possession, and then they're struggling. So, I personally don't see City having that so-called mentality now. In fact, like I won't be surprised. I don't see City finishing second. To be honest, I think City City finish third or fourth for me. I don't think they're a top two team.
0: You know, with uh City, yeah. yeah, I've actually noticed Guardiola um not being that passionate anymore. You know, because he lost his mother in this year. You know, maybe he's just like, you know what, I'm doing my stuff, you know, because he won the treble in the domestic league and no one give a shit about him because it's Man City, you know, they spent so much of money. You're like, you know, who cares? You know, they spent 40 million, 50 million on players, but maybe he's just like, you know, what I've, you know, maybe the passion is gone. You know, I'm like, he's like, okay, I'm done with this now, you know, I'm, I'm done, you know, because you see City now, they're not the pretty of the, of the before, like in 17, 18, they were a dominant force because they had company, they had Yaya Toure. Exactly.
1: In have that kind of leadership now, I feel. They are such a... C- City is almost like a Kevin De Bruyne team now. Just like how, you know, Manchester United yeah. is a very Bruno Fernandez team. These two guys run the show. And I feel where De Bruyne used to benefit was also having a partner and a leader, like say somebody like David Silva, who you know that when he has the ball, he's not going to give it away. He's going to make all the right moves and the best moves possible, given his limited stature, speed, physicality, whatever you want to say. So, yeah, I mean, see, they are a great team. They'll go on and thrash teams 6-0, 7-0. But I see them losing more games now. So, because of that, I see them dropping more points than even, say, some of, like, how you were just talking about Everton right now. Okay, of course, it's at a very early stage right now. And, you know, Everton, tables could turn. But I don't know. I just, I just see City dropping a lot of points.
0: Okay. My next question is to Aditya, and this might be controversial to you, but I want to, I want you to answer this in a very correct way. The football fan, can Spurs clinch the title?
2: Honestly? No. Very honestly, no. Uh, not because, not because uh, of any reason. But at the end of the day, they Spurs. You know, like whatever said and done, they, they, they're not a fear, like a team that you fear. You know? And if no team is scared of them, there's no way they can win it. You know, I mean the reason why Liverpool won is because everyone was scared of Liverpool. It was as simple as that. They played shit games last season, but why did they win? Like people were scared already before they reached there. And that's a problem Spurs will never be able to sort of but sort out. Is that
1: exactly. mean that fear factor will be
2: there? Again, I mean that guy's Sort of, right now, I mean, in his injury phase and he's going to come back when he gets fit. Is he going to play all 60 minutes, all 90 minutes or just 60 minutes? What is? I mean, you never know how he clicks in, but it's going to be tough, man. I don't think so. Spurs can honestly take it this season. My
1: question is, to be honest, what I feel is the reason why I don't see Spurs winning is more to do with Jose. Because I've realised this with his teams that when he goes on a run, he again... The team's playing fabulous, but it takes one loss to make it two, three, and four with him because he just gets into a bad mood, he becomes he becomes sulky, he'll start blaming the refs, he'll start blaming fixture congestion. Right now he's not complaining. Right now he's all happy. Yeah, fixtures come, let's play. So I think personally for me, there's more of a Jose thing over there than a Spurs thing because there will be games, there will be times where. When there is pressure, you will see him resort to those more defensive moves. And I don't know. Personally, I feel I'm not I'm not sure on Spurs winning the season. They they can have a good they can have a good season, but they're not a
2: title winning team. So I mean, I honestly, if sorry, just one thing. This, if I do see anything, probably Spurs might just be lucky enough to win the Europa. Because Mourinho no. has the mentality to win a trophy. He's done it with a team like United when. No one even knew how they came second, and everyone hated Mourinho the entire season. They still won it, so uh, he knows how to win win trophies. But Spurs does not seem to be a team that can actually win it this season for sure. I mean, if if anything, I would place my bets on Everton more than Spurs. To okay. be very frank, yeah.
0: now you're I... The Europa League. I want to ask you: Do you think Spurs came in the Europa League before Arsenal?
2: Uh, that so this is why I would again say no because uh, what I've noticed about Arteta's sort of plan right now it's very simple is that he wants to win as many cups as he can all these small small cups and even in his interviews post match interviews I mean they they do question him as to uh, do you think you can win the league and he says you're far away from the number one spot right now and uh, we need time we need to build but we're trying our best though. So, He himself is not giving that clear indication that he's going for the number one spot in the Premier League. And I do see him sort of win trophies. People sort of uh, might say, yeah, you guys won the FA Cup, the Community Shield, this, that, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, it's still a silverware, you know. So, I do see him... Europa League, again, it depends on which Champions uh, League teams come down to Europa League. That's one. The other thing is... uh, if you are able to sustain the squad that we have and there's no injuries no major injuries yes maybe but um, let's see not sure to be very frank with you uh, it's a very it's too early on right now you know you know for Probably me, for,
0: for, for spurs yeah i always see um, like people putting jose down because of his like the persona that he has but man once that guy is an underdog no he comes up and he can cause a shock he caused a shock against united we never expected United to lose 6-1 bro you're like, what the, f- what are you doing? And obviously, you know when Lamela uh, elbowing Marshall, that is a clear Jose tactic to get under the skin of the players. Spurs never do this before, bro. They are very nice, but with Jose, he has the mentality of like, you know what, go and irritate uh, these assholes, and that worked because Marshall got sent off, and they just thrashed 6-1. And Tottenham, you know, they have recruited a good left back, a good midfielder. A good, obviously, a, Bale is amazing, but it will take time for him. And a good striker as a backup striker to Harry Kane. So who knows? You know, it, it's this season for me is the most unpredictable season yet we have ever had. Okay. Yeah,
2: I I have a question for the both of you. Uh, what do you guys honestly think of Arsenal right now? Like, do you think they can a win the season? B maybe clinch top four and see even the Europa. Like, what are, we, what are your views on that? I would like to know.
0: Shiv, so we can go ahead.
1: Uh, winning the season? No way. I think they are a long way away from that. But, they are building a good team, no doubt. I mean, uh, Europa, of course, yes, I can see them winning it. Simply because now, winning finals also becomes a habit and now Arsenal right. have won silverware. So, I can see them playing tactically, playing smart, clinching games and this is a sort of different Arsenal team now. They don't play, they're not there to please you, they're there to win. They don't play, it's not those those same Aaron Ramsey goes happening and those crazy one-touch passes and wow Arsenal, this is a beautiful football team. Yeah, fine, okay, being a beautiful football team is good for the fans but eventually, to win games, you need to grind it out and just, you know, get those three points. So I like the direction in which in which they are heading. For me, the only concern is that I feel they've got too many rotating paths yet. I still don't feel they're not a very nailed-on team for me. I don't know what's the combination, who's gonna start. You know, sometimes it's Saka, sometimes it's William, sometimes it's there sometimes it's Nketia. So I don't know whether he does that on purpose or whether he does or whether he knows that yes, these are my these are my first choice, these are my second choice. And from what I see right now, there is no clear pattern. Because sometimes you will see somebody like Nketiah, I think he started in the final. Starting over
2: Laka said, yeah.
1: Right? I think it was the FA Cup final only, right? Or was it some other... It was a big game, I remember, in which he started over Laka and people were really surprised. So, that's my only concern there. I don't know if it's a rotation thing or if it's just unsurety. But otherwise, they're a good team. They've got. I mean, if you can have a defender like David Luiz and still
0: keep clean sheets, you must be doing something right. So, for oh, sure. I think with Arsenal, they have the best manager right now. The new, like the new generation managers. He's one of the best right now, Mikel Arteta. Our trained under Cardiola. he knows what he's doing. He has, you know, pro- problem with him. Yeah, he needs to have a good squad, and this squad can win the league before United. If he has good players, United. Have better players than Arsenal in terms of attacking. And you know, the kind of the foundation of United, the players that they have are better than Arsenal. But Arsenal have a better manager than United. That's a fact. I mean, I love Ole. I think he's going to lead United to a title if he doesn't get sacked. That depends on next month. You know, that's a big month. But with Arteta, he has Laka, he has Obamiang, he got Saka, he got Pate. You know, now he has, you know, Ozil is not there. He says, I don't know, why not selling Ozil? I don't understand this. It saves so much money.
2: No one knows, man. No one knows. I and mean, you asked me how many other times you want, I still have no answer. Like, there's no indication from the team, from the board, from the manager about Ozil, nothing. I mean, uh, I've been hearing rumors that now they want to sort of get in talks with him again to sort of uh, end his contract in January or try to sell him off right now. Um... Uh, no idea, man, honestly. But uh, <laughs> I do agree with you that Arteta is the best sort of new generation managers that are there right now. Uh, and personally, I have been feeling Ole out. Like, I was never part of the whole Ole out sort of uh, bandwagon initially. But uh, it really takes a lot to do 6-1 to Spurs. A and B... Uh, I mean, people can say, yeah, we got a red card. But uh, you're United, man. You're not you're not a Fulham or a West Brom that, you know, yeah, we'll get a red card and are just gone. So, uh, I hope United bounce back, man. Honestly, for just, just for the rivalry's sake, nothing else. You know, like, just the banter, just the fun. Because very honestly, it's like, you can, you can laugh at them as much as you want, but what's the point? I mean, I mean you have such a great heritage, such a great club. You're, you do have, I would say, the best, the top players in the league right now. Yeah. Better than Arsenal, better than Spurs, better than... Some players are even better than City, yet you guys are struggling. So, uh, now if you tell me it's like... Uh, there, it's a certain player, we lack in this area, we lack in that area. I think so, it's time now, either you sort of get a new manager, mm-hmm. but uh, but again, I just feel like we need to give him some time. But then so again, I mean... To I, I Firstly, sorry, so, uh,
1: sorry to cut you short. I don't think it is so much of a manager thing now because, I mean, how many managers, how many managers are we going to change to to sort of come to a conclusion. You know, I don't think it's so much got to do with managers. It's just got to do with the players who are there. A. Do they really want to play? Do they really want to be there? Do they know what it's like to play in a Manchester United t-shirt? Do we have any kind of leaders? You know, you need a few players who you can build a squad around. And I just feel like... Sometimes when you look at some of their players play, it's like they're just there. I mean, they just have to play well because... They know that they're being watched, and there will be a lot of scrutiny. I don't think they really want to play. So I think it all comes down to recruitment for me. And along as as uh, you know, Kunal as as you rightly said, not just to do with uh, skill, also to do with who's the guy that you're buying. Like as in you know, where is he at that point of time? Where is he in his career? What does he want to do? So if you look at somebody like a Delhi Alley, for example. When he gets his head straight, he is unplayable on his day. If he decides today that yes, I want to make a comeback into the England team, and if he really puts his mind to it, I feel he can outscore people like Son and Kane. Also, that is the guy's potential. But then he is he is Delhi Ali, you know. Then he just wanders off. He scores a worldie and then he goes off. So I think, for me personally, I would I'm totally against Ole out. To be honest, I know that there may be a better manager out there. And I'm not going to deny that. Ole's tactics sometimes seem very... It's quite easy easy to figure out what he's doing. You don't need to be a football genius to understand what he's doing. It's either sometimes a, a little bit defensive or then it's pretty much all-out all out attack. There's not... It's not very layered. There's not... It's not really complicated. It's kind of like taking it out from the, from the books of Sir... Uh, sir, I mean, you know, Ferguson. But, uh, yeah, I think he needs time. But the players at the club need to buck up. There's no you you can't blame six one on the manager. Alex Ferguson also lost six one to City, and at that no, time it was a lot better.
0: No, but than- uh, with Alex Ferguson losing six one, when he already achieved everything, bro, he achieved everything. One day he's like, you know what? One day happens. You know what? Fuck it. You know we go to next match. We're gonna be better. It's fine.
1: Obviously, obviously, but- I, I'm not trying to compare their records. Obviously, I'm mm-hmm. saying that six one is not a barrier. Six one is not a reason. To sack a manager, it needs to be more no. than that. You
0: need to see see the reason we lost six one is because of the defense. You know, people are not playing in the position. They're going out. A Luke Shaw, like Tellers, has come in. The reason I want Tellers to come is to give competition to Luke Shaw. You know why? Because then he'll be like, oh man, someone is out there. He can take my place. That is the thing with competition. You're saying about like Cavani, for example. Cavani, Cavani will be on the bench, but against Leeds. If it's nil-nil and 10 minutes to go, you bring on Cavani, tell us, give the cross to Kavani, Cavani scores, you win the match. It can happen. Yeah. You know, you need to have options on the bench and you need to have players who play for the batch, not for the money. Plus, and that's,
1: also, you know what, plus guys, I feel another very important thing, which, which actually right now we don't know and what you get to see through all these kind of documentaries is that, that what is the relationship, what is the dynamic between the between the chief or the football CEO of the club and the manager. That is really important. From the Spurs documentary, you know for a fact, Daniel Levy and Jose Mourinho get on. Daniel Levy is going to support Jose when he tells him that, yes, I want Bale, yes, I want this player, they they have gone and recruited well. We don't know behind the scenes what's happening between Solskjaer and I mean, and I mean you know Woodward like what is their relationship like how involved is Ed Woodward actually I mean he seems like a conspiracy to me himself he's always like I mean you never hear anything from him have you ever heard him say anything like I don't know
2: I but don't know, you know I I, 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 agree. I, agree. I agree with you sorry just got to cut I agree with you but to sign Pate Kronke actually opened up his purse this time a right. guy a guy where I mean, this is the kind of guy where a person like Wenger couldn't break through. You got someone like Arteta break through him.
0: So, no, but, but Aditya, your point of view is that uh, party has been but it's been many years since they spent serious money, also.
2: You no, know? I no no, I agree I agree. I'm not saying that you know I'm all about Kroenke in and he's the best owner blah, blah blah. No, but the thing is that. Unless and until the manager is demanding, and it should not just be demanding that, uh, you know what, you give me Sancho. And they say no, and you just like sit quiet. No, I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. you look at, you look, okay, you look at Pep. Why does Pep look look up to a manager like Biesla? Because he will only do what you want him to do if you give him what he wants. You know, he has that aura, he has that persona, he has that personality that... I can't do it unless I have A, B, C. Pep's like, I can't do it unless I have A, B, C. Even Ancelotti, I mean, 11.5 million for an Everton manager. And there's you can see that coming in now. So, yes, I agree the board isn't that great right now. But you do need someone at the driving seat, someone commanding these decisions. You know, like, you need to fight the board. That's about it. I mean... I also see one point which you make, Sev, is like I mean, you've had people like Van Hal also come in. He's a big name in football. Yet, you could not do. But he did get in quite a few good players. It's just that it was unfortunate that season that United didn't click. I mean, you had Depay right now. A player that Barcelona is running behind. Yeah. And, you know, you had Di Maria also. You had all these great, great players. I mean...
0: Came under Louis Van Hal.
2: So, True. True. I mean, I feel like, yes, uh, it is a, it, it, it is sort of like a conspiracy theory where you don't know what's exactly happening. But you do need the manager at the end of the day because he's a guy who's, who is the face of the club regardless of whatever said and done. And if he's not strong enough, then what's the point of having him over there is what I feel.
0: Okay, this is the last point I'm going to make and we're going to end this podcast. Uh, with United, you know, I will just say one thing. We had four managers. This is the fourth one. And if you sack him, also the club will be destroyed. Completely destroyed. Even if we get Pochitino in, bro, you get Guardiola in. Now he can't recover because the board or the manager, you're right. You're right with the fact that Ole needs to take responsibility and he needs to come up with something. But the players also have to take responsibility. The board have to take responsibility. You know, as a fan. I want the. If, see, if Ole makes a mistake, I'll accept it because he made a mistake, it's fine. But when the player's not even giving everything they have, that pisses me off.
2: But you why know? do you think so? You like know, because. Who, who's who's supposed to lead the players? Who's supposed to develop these players' mentality? It's a manager, it's not the board.
0: No, no, it is the manager, 100%. But you tell me before Bruno Fernandes came in, was one example, where before he came in, United were nowhere, bro. Nowhere in the top four. They would like 15 points behind of Leicester and what Bruno came, the mentality changed. Why? Because he wants to win. He wants to go forward. He wants to get that goal. People mock him with the penalty. Bro, whenever you give a penalty, he scores. That's elite mentality. When a chance but- comes, he's brighton the 100th minute, he scores. But, I, I mean,
2: see, that way all of these players are professionally and technically sound when it comes to the game of football. Why do you need a manager? I mean, you can just have the captain of the team be like, you know what, we let's play four in the back, four in front, two in front. You Why do you need a manager? Other than the tactics is to sort of get these guys together, get their mentality, in get, get them in a good headspace, a winning mentality. If you watch the Spurs documentary, there's one thing that Mourinho keeps saying is that if, if the mentality is messed up, that's it. It's game over. There's right. nothing else that you need a manager to do. I mean, I feel the most important thing a manager has to do is sort of get the player's mentality right. And you say the players are not in the right mentality, you can blame the players. But at the end of the day, it's also the manager's fault. So, if not, then sell them.
0: No, but who will buy? You will buy Phil Jones? You will buy Rojo? You will buy Romero? No? No one wants to buy these players, bro. I mean,
2: what do you do then? I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that,
0: that, oh, dude, I mean, they get five million per year as salary. Five million. Look at the money being spent on these assholes. And you know what? United need to, like, finish their contract because that's all they can do now. No one wants to buy these guys. You know, but he, Ole has also done a good thing. He has gone rid of a lot of shit players also. But to see, look at the squad now. Okay, leave Maguire aside. Leave Maguire aside. Yeah, I'm going to say the front three, Rashford, Marshall, Greenwood, one of the best prolific of, uh, strikers, young, all 23, bro, 24, Marshall, 22, Rashford, Greenwood, 18, 19, and now you got Cavani. So there's a big upgrade to two years ago. The midfield, the midfield you said is the best midfield in, I think the Premier League, Matic, Bruno, Pogba, Van Der Beek, four players, you know, it's the system that he needs to change. is one of the best left backs in Europe. You know, coming in, now he's going to come in and he's, he needs to be left wing-back, I think, uh, to your point, to be more effective. Bissaka, one of the best defenders in the Premier League. Maguire, a good defender who had a very bad day against Spurs. I think the players need to obviously listen to the manager because the manager is very important. I think he needs to play a diamond formation, the middle of the park where he gets Van Der Beek, Pogba, Bruno and Matic. So, that there's more people in the midfield area. So, they're more equipped to deal with the bullshit that comes from the front. And you got Cavani, Rashford, Martial. You know the three options for two people. You got James, a fantastic young. For me, he's a fantastic prospect. You know Leeds wanted wanted him for twenty five million. We didn't sell him because you know I I honestly feel that against PSG, against even playing the Champions League, bro. You need options on the bench. We bring on Lingard and Mata against PSG. You know that's the problem. Like there is a clear out. There is people coming in. But yeah, six-one losing to uh, Spurs was was a dark day. But it all depends on Newcastle because one good result and you are again on the confidence. You're not going up, but you can get that positive vibe. There's and been nothing but negative.
1: For me, it's just you know that same point that I actually made before that you know I wouldn't be surprised if we go back to Spurs and beat them three-nil. But it's not like we'll we'll actually have eleven different players there. It's just these guys who need to pick themselves up and. I mean they need to they need to play as a team. They they need to have better they they need to be defensively more sound. That that obviously just goes without saying. And they can't be making stupid mistakes. United have been giving away such cheap goals. It's like the defenders look so out of place that it's like they've just forgotten all of a sudden how to play. Where should I be? There have been some really basic errors as well. So I think it's just a matter of time to but till these guys come good and then it'll, it'll be fine. You know, yeah, when the players go, we're always praising them. But of course, after 6-1, they are going to get a lot of flack.
0: Yeah, but, you know, it happens with football. You know, we can't accept but you're fans. You know, we love the club. So, thank you again, Shiv and Aditya. It's been brilliant having you guys here. We, I think we'll make a podcast after the uh, Arsenal United match. Let's see who wins. All the best For to sure. both of Yeah. <laughs>
2: But thank you so much uh, guys
0: take care and god bless see you thank you take care thank bye you. bye man.
1: thanks for watching
0: thank you